And uh, Dan Balmer, many people maybe not know this, but he had uh, he had um, his uh, education in the Albina neighborhood, if I might say. He played in some of the early clubs. A um, little bit maybe later on than the heyday, but he played with Mel Brown's band and other different ones, um, uh, Sweet Baby James Benton. And so Dan is going to be there, and uh, he's going to be uh, – actually, he's going to be a special guest with a group called uh, Subtonic Trio. And so we're very excited to have them. Um, Devin Phillips, he will be back again. He was there last year. He's going to be our closer on Saturday night. He's a uh, phenomenal saxophone player from New Orleans. So we're going to have a little uh, little gumbo jazz uh, Saturday night. So please come and give your support to Devin Phillips. And uh, I might just uh, add maybe a couple of more interesting acts. We're going to also have... Uh, Dan Brewster, and he, if any of you know him, uh, he was a, one of the founding members of the, of the band Pleasure. That was a, a local band here in Portland that actually went national. And uh, they, they came out with their first album in the 1970s. And uh, so uh, Dan is going to be there. He's formed a, his own band called The Step Above. So we're looking forward to hearing him. And then uh, I would just say that, uh, oh, uh, Sunday evening, we're going to also have a closer with uh, Kurt Green Band and his jazz funk. Kurt Green has been around for at least three decades, and he's uh, actually was a, a high school uh, high school classmate of mine, <laughs> Wilson High School. But he's he's on fire now. He's a phenomenal pianist, and he will be performing as our closing act on Sunday. And there's going to be many, many more. Um, just go to our website. AlbinaJazzFestival.com, and you'll see the lineup and the and the times of the schedules. It's going to be great. Thank you so much, Stephen Hanks, for joining us and for organizing the second annual Albina Jazz Festival. Thank you for having me, Delphine. I look forward to seeing you. Yes, take care, Stephen. Thank you all for listening to News from the Boo, and next week Mike Crenshaw will be your host. Have a great evening. You're listening to KBOO Portland. The time is 6.01 and next is Kitchen Table Conversations with Mary and Marcelia Postolate. Stay tuned. KBOO Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of Facing America's Nuclear Legacy, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and the Pacific Islands on Monday, August 6th at 6 p.m. at the Japanese American Historical Plaza in Portland. Facing America's Nuclear Legacy will remember the victims of the August 6th and August 9th, 1945 atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Speakers will discuss the lasting impacts of decades of nuclear weapons testing, the nuclear weapons situation between the United States and North Korea, the toxic cycle of nuclear weapons production, and more. Again, that's Facing America's Nuclear Legacy, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and the Pacific Islands, on Monday, August 6th at 6 p.m., at the Japanese American Historical Plaza at Northwest NATO Parkway and Cooch Street in Portland. More information is available at kboo.fm on the right-hand side of the homepage under Community Events. KBOO Community Radio is volunteer-powered. We have a dynamic community of 500 volunteers doing everything from front desk work, janitorial work, community reporting, hosting information booths, clerical support, news writing, documentary making, operating soundboards, engineering and computer help, website upkeep, and many, many other things. To become a KBOO volunteer, come to our next monthly volunteer orientation. 
on Tuesday, August 7th at 6 p.m. at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm volunteer. You know, a lot of stuff's been heavy on my mind and heavy on my chest lately, so... The world around us, man, it's crashing and it's burning. Got me praying to the Lord for better days and deep discernment. I'm not nosy, I'm observant. I acknowledge I ain't perfect. Trying to turn the other cheek and trying to be the bigger person. But it's easier to say it. It's all reflecting in my head. No more dwelling on the past and being worried about what's next. It's like I'm on my last breath in. But a noose around my neck and, and it's A and A to reach this age. It really is a blessing. Oppression and depression got me stressing with this lesson. Is God trying to tell me something? If he is, then what's the message? Well, hello, hello. It is me. Been here for we haven't been here for a while. Um, you're listening to Kitchen Table Conversations on KBOO ninety point seven FM. I am Mary, and Marshalia is here with me, as well as guests in the in the in the studio studio with us. We got my girlfriend Alicia and our daughter Tiana. Hey y'all. So um, I'm gonna lead a. Uh, this session off with a poem that Marshalia wants to read. So I'm going to go ahead and let her read that out. Um, so why don't you go ahead and do that? So today while I was scrolling through f- uh, Facebook, I came across a picture of a, a woman and she redid her makeup to look like she was beaten. And underneath the picture the caption said got flowers today so i clicked on it and it's a poem it's called got flowers today she's gonna read it to you guys got flowers today i got flowers today it wasn't my birthday or another special day we had our first argument last night he said a lot of cruel things that really hurt me i know he was sorry and didn't mean the things he said because i got flowers today I got flowers today. It wasn't our anniversary or any other special day. Last night, he threw me against the wall and started to choke me. It seemed like a nightmare. I couldn't believe it was real. I woke up this morning sore and bruised all all over. I knew he must be sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. It wasn't Mother's Day or any other special day. Last night, he beat me up again. And it was much worse than all other times. If I leave him, what will I do? How will I take care of my kids? What about money? I'm afraid of him and scared to leave. But I know he must be sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. Today was a very special day. It was the day of my funeral. Last night, he finally killed me. He beat me to death. If only I gathered enough courage and strength to leave him. I wouldn't have gotten flowers today. This poem is dedicated to all the victims and survivors of domestic violence. You ask, why didn't she leave? And I ask, why did he hit? That was by um, author Pauletta Kelly. I think that's how you say her name. So I had her read that poem because as everyone knows, um, the domestic violence is something that I take very seriously um, being as though I've been in that situation. So, you know, when she read that in the car here, it kind of 
kind of made me shake a little bit, gave me a little bit of goosebumps. Yeah, know? that's what happened to me when I read it the first time, too. Yeah, because it, it's true, you know, and for the women out there who are going through it, just remember that, you know, I understand that it's hard and there's fear there and, um, you know, confusion and uncertainty. But remember that just stay strong. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, all you have to do is open your eyes and come find it. So gather the strength that you can and get you and your children or whatever, whoever's with you out of the situation that you're in. So I just wanted to just kind of hit on that real quick. Um, so uh, we haven't actually been here for a while. The last month was, was uh, I think, the Jazz Festival. Um, and before that, you know, I had been going through some things. So um, in the spirit of keeping myself real and letting everybody know about myself, um, so we all know that my teeth got taken out um, and that I got my new teeth, but I've been sick for a while. I had been um, going through a lot of pain in my chest and things like that. And, you know, I went back and forth to the doctor trying to figure out what it was and why I was feeling the way I was feeling for so long and come to find out that it was my gallbladder and I had gallstones. So we got that taken care of and I feel a whole lot better. She looks a whole lot my, better too. My pain is gone. Um, you know, I'm not throwing up. I'm not passing out as much. Um, so that's great. That's that's my positive news for the, the time that I haven't been on the air. Um, so uh, yeah, after going to the doctors and them telling me it was heartburn, it was actually gallstones. Woohoo! Um, I asked to keep them, but they told me no. So, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, they're illegal to have now. You yeah. can't keep any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, because you can sell it on the black market. Isn't that something? A gallstone. Who would want to buy that? But anyway, um, so I just wanted to kind of update everybody on uh, that what's little situation and what's stuff. been going on with this. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. My mom had me write down these notes, and I was just like reading through the notes or whatever, and I just realized today is August 1st, and guess what, y'all? Guess what people can go do now on the internet? Not people. Go ahead. Go ahead, say what you got to say. You're going to talk about the gun? Yeah, the 3D gun that you can go and get the blueprints for off of the internet. It's actually been uh, been stopped. It's been halted. Only in Oregon and Washington? The, the federal judge put a hold on... He, he can't put... He can't put the, the blueprints or the, the company can't put the blueprints out just yet. Oh. So they had another Well, this morning when I watched the news, it was all for it. So this must have just happened within the last some hours that I, w no, I was at work. Because, well, I watched the news this morning and but, that's what it said. That however, today it was legalized. It was it, legalized. Exactly. It that's was what I meant. But the judge put a halt on it. It became legal, but he can't actually do it just yet. He can't actually put it on there. Oh. Well, either way, I think it's a bad idea. Number yeah. one, all these kids already have access to guns and weapons and stuff. Why are you going to give them a blueprint? Right. And not only that, but you can, it's plastic. So if you're at the airport, there's or guns wherever, that are plastic. And no, that they're undetectable. You can't detect these, these guns anyway. Oh, right. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, everything on them is actually plastic. And I mean, for real. How how you walk into a school that? that has this you know the what are those things called that you walk through the security detector the, things the metal detector metal detector thank you 
schools got them and stuff so what we just gonna let kids like walk into the schools with these plastic right know. right it's and then if they can enough. get a, a blueprint of a 3d gun what makes you think they can't get blueprints of knives or other sorts of weapons Any kind of weapon. anything that was crazy when I saw that on TV. I'm like, oh, man, not a, a whole nother way for, you know, some idiot out there to get their hands on something along those lines and hurt somebody with it. I mean, come on now, people. It's got to quit sometime. Really? You're going to make plastic guns now, 3D printers? That's what you want to make? Okay. Well, teach their own. So, I want to talk a little bit about um, a couple different things that were on my mind and, and I had a... Uh, watched a couple shows over this last month that uh, kind of put it in my brain one of them is family and um recently i've kind of been uh, going back and forth texting with my brother who um we've been estranged for some years now um but you know it's it's a slow process i suppose but i guess what i want to say is um you know, I, I've made the comment before that blood doesn't make you family. It only makes you related. And, you know, I want to talk about that. And if any of you out there are listening and you have, you know, something that you want to add to it, that's great. You can go ahead and call in as long as you keep, you know, keep it nice and uh, no cursing. But for me um, and, and the way I've raised my children, again, family is... Uh, it's it's an idea it's not like you know because I can touch you your family that's you know some of some people in my quote-unquote family um, as society would put it have hurt me worse than people who are strangers to me so you know that's why I came I say that you know just because we have the same blood doesn't mean you know that we're family because family family means love and it mm -hmm. means you know comfort comfort right and safety and, Right, and so if you find that with other people, um, other than those that are your blood relatives, then that's great, then make that your family. You know, um, my, my children and myself are a perfect example of um, an, a not blood-related family. You know, uh, Marshalia and her girlfriend, um, Alicia's daughter, um, she's family I mean it's they got together and now it's family so I would treat them just as I would treat my daughter or my son um, and those that are in my life they're not blood related to me but they are my family because there's love there and there's commitment and there's you know loyalty and you know praise and even bad things I mean nothing's perfect but you know we have everything that um, society would call a typical family yet we're not blood related and it's important that people understand that that just because you have the same blood doesn't mean you know that you have to be a certain way you know if your family or what society calls your family isn't going in a way or doing things uh, in a way that you feel safe and comfortable or whatever and they're putting you in situations that are not good for you then maybe you should stop and think does my quote-unquote family really care if you're getting more love and more positive from other people that are in your life and not from your blood relatives and again i quote blood relatives then to me that's your family 
you know, the ones that praise you and lift you up. And, um, you know, you do the same for them. So, you know, I wanted to put that out there because I had had a conversation with somebody the other day and they were talking about um, how their family had done all this different stuff to them. And, you know, I just kind of looked at him and she had made the comment, you know, it's like my friends are more of my family. And I just kind of looked at her like, but they're there by your side every day and you're with them every day and you have no contact with your blood relatives and you have, you know, they do this and, and y'all don't get along and you guys fight every time you're around and blah, 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 blah. To me, that's not family. That's just relatives, you know? So I just want to put it out there that, you know, maybe if people would start realizing that um, the word family and the word blood, they don't go together. Just because you have blood that runs through your veins doesn't mean you're my family. And that's just the way that is. You in know? her opinion. In my opinion. Because a lot, I know a lot of people who have very different definitions of family. I mean, I can be related so this to This is somebody. just only her opinion, just to let you guys know. I can, everything I say is my opinion. You know, and I'm entitled to my opinion as long as well as everybody else. Some people might not believe the same way I do, and that's okay. You don't have to. Um, but I believe that family is more than blood. Uh, relative it, it, it's more than that and um you know i have plenty of people in my life that have the same blood running through their veins that you know i wouldn't normally have around me they wouldn't be in my vicinity because i don't like those kind of people i don't put myself in situations with those type of people and it's just unfortunate that they have blood of mine that runs through their body so you know hey but it is what it is so I just kind of wanted to throw that little opinion of myself, uh, uh, my opinion of family out there. Um, and if it offends anybody out there, my apologies. I'm not saying it to offend anybody. Um, I just want people to realize that uh, <laughs> blood don't make you family. It just makes you related. That's all. So let me move on to the next topic, and that is children and discipline. <laughs> so... What is, what's an acceptable form of discipline? Now, when I was growing up, um, you know, it was different. It was way different um, as far as the way your, your parents or, you know, those around dealt with the kids and if they were to get in trouble or whatever. It, it took a village to raise a child. And nowadays, you know, people don't parents have Parents are the, scared to discipline their yeah, kids. Yeah, they don't have that kind of view. Not and, all, but most. Oh, yeah. I see it nowadays. A lot of people or a lot of adults Their kids discipline the over. parents. Yes. That's how it be. And I watch this a lot. And I hear Not my... Not in this household. I hear my friends, you know, complain. And, but then, you know, you, you allow it to happen. <laughs> like, okay. It is what it is. But anyway, you know, I, I get it. For me, physical discipline... It's not necessary. You don't necessarily have to physically discipline your child. That's not okay. I, I think it depends on what they do <laughs> and depending on the kid. Because with Tiana, for example, you don't have to spank her. Okay? All you got to do is get a little tone in your voice. She knows. She knows the difference. So, you know, I think it depends. Because, like, with my brother... <laughs> We'll Physical discipline don't don't help either. <laughs> it's more of like we have a caller. I don't know. We have a caller. It's Jeff. Are you there? I'm here, Mary. Hello. Hi, Jeff. How are you? 
Marche, Mary, the M&M connection. Yes. It doesn't get much better than that. And, oh, we literally and, got M and N. Or M. Oh, M and M. Because Alicia's here. She ta- she represents the A. Uh-oh. We're adding more letters to the alphabet. Yep. Uh-oh. <laughs> so how, how are things going in your life, Mr. Jeff? Oh, you know. Uh, Jeff, we should meet you one day. It's wonderful. But 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 prior to my comments that I'm about to give you, I, I wanted to let you know happy birthday because I believe I am among some very important Leos. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. We're all Leos except for little T. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, she just... <laughs> They're just playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Marcia Leah's girlfriend, her birthday just passed. And then Marcia Leah's is next. And then, yeah. yeah. And, so. and then and then you, and or then, then me. me, and then you. Oh. I'm not sure which order that comes in. Mine's the 20th, so. Oh, so me, and then you. Yep, and then my puppy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's a Leo, too. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, so. Oh, ladies, it's such a fabulous thing to have you on the radio. And... Yeah. I think, Mary, that, that first of all, the selection that Marshalia read was astounding and profound and needs to be read aloud to so many people. Man, I, I agree. But this notion of, of, of family, uh, and, and I know that often your chosen family is far better than the family that you've been given. Yeah. Sometimes. And, 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 and that's, that's, that's the way things, things go. But I wanted to share with you a little about me, and that is in that I, as a two-month-old, and I believe this word is legal, I was a bastard. Uh, at two months of age, I was adopted away. I was sent to another place. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're right. We put too much value on blood itself. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how many times, well, probably not very often, but we've come across people who have gone to 23andMe or whatever these genealogical sites are. Mm-hmm. And they said to us greatly and proudly, oh, I'm, I'm related to the Queen of England. <laughs> to, which, right. to which you have to say, so what? Because she don't know you live. <laughs> well, I'm a lady of manner if, if we go to England, but they don't know me either. So. Right. Like, and you are indeed Marshalia to the manor born indeed. But, oh, I, I think we, we would do well. We would do well indeed. Not to forget our family, but to understand who is our family. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do nothing to do with the blood that courses through your vein. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I grew uh, up my whole life. I'll be 21 in August, and I grew up my whole life. Oh! Yeah, 21! Did you not say you're off to Vegas, but that was... Uh, I will be going to Vegas. Ago? Yes, I will. For five days, okay. I'll be in Vegas. Uh, all right. As I've said before... Marshalia, Mary, yes. tell her, don't spend it all in one casino. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to a casino, so that's okay. 
right. no we have like other ch- um events and stuff that are already like lined up and reservations planned and stuff like so we're all set and you'll, and, and you'll take your girlfriend and your lovely daughter as well she's actually taking me and Ooh. our daughter will be staying home with her grandmother all right mary you've got your your, your work cut out for you her other room and, 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 <laughs> and, and mary, mary 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 very quickly yes sir I know that you've got new teeth, <laughs> and, and and thank God, thank God, the gallbladder issue is over. Oh man, you have no clue. I feel so much better. But are you, are you chewing very carefully? <laughs> you want to know something funny? I don't even like wearing my teeth. They just aren't right. <laughs> They're just not the same. <laughs> I cried for so long I wanted new teeth to get them, and now I'm like, I don't even want them anymore. <laughs> yes. I, I, I hate to say that, that that makes you a 14-year-old, but it practically <laughs> makes you a 14-year-old. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Mary, Marshalia, you've had enough of me. Continue on, and thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking my telephone call. And of thank course. you for thank calling you, in. Jeff. We always love it when you call. Bye-bye. You have a good evening. <laughs> so, I don't have anything to write on. I'm sorry. You don't have anything in your purse? I don't. So, um, yeah, family, as he said, for me, he, he believes the same thing I do. It's not necessarily about blood. So, let's let's move on now. Um, children and discipline. So, Alicia. Yes. Um, what do you think? I mean, you know, when I was young, like Tiana's age, you could spank your child, and there was mm-hmm. a difference between spanking and beating them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, you even look at them and say, "Guess what? I'm going to spank you." The police are getting called. You're getting CPS in your house. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. you know, what do you think? Do you think we should go back to the old ways? Uh, no, no. I think every kid's different. Needs to be disciplined a different way. Like I said, her. You literally just have to raise your voice a little bit. She yeah. does not like. Not it. even a lot. Not literally, even a lot. You just, just gotta like this is our talking. Hey. Yeah, that's it. She don't like. She looked. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> she looked when she did. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, I feel that it does depend on the child because you know some kids are way more difficult to deal with than others. So. Yeah, like when I was a kid, you didn't have to like spank me. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. Like I don't like when my mom like I guess I, the word it, that's in my head is like scolding me, but I don't think that's like the right word to use. But y'all know what I'm talking about. When you get in trouble and your mama sits there and um and like tells you all the things that you've done bad and stuff like i i can't i can't handle that that's or when my mom knows to use the word disappointed with me because that hits me directly in my core yeah see for yeah for so for my daughter yet that's what it was when i would say you know i'm just disappointed in you and then i'd ball and that was that That was was it that was she knew i was really angry you know and even with my son who's like at the opposite end of the spectrum is Marshalia um and, and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect and I've never spanked my child because I have uh, however oh, I've never beaten my children but you know I'm an old school parent and I believe in old school ways so you know they're both different my son is way more hard-headed and more uh what's the word I'm looking for mean I guess I don't know if that's the right word, but you know it's it's different with the two yet, um, still the same. But 
anyway, so old school but, parenting and, and this new school parenting is <laughs> so but different I, to me. It is very, very different. And I don't know where it like the where? discipline stopped or like where I can, I don't want to say where parents failed because a lot of parents out there think that they're doing the right thing. Like they think that they're doing a good job and stuff. So I don't want to like say that they're they they failed because to them they're not failing. Right. But like where did we fall off in society? Like where did that go? I don't understand. Like when cuz I look at my peers who I graduated with and you know people who are a few years younger or older than me and I just like watch how they talk to not just like their parents but other adults you know people out in the community friends whatever and I look at them and all I can say is if my nana was here or my mama was here yeah like that would not fly but to them it's like the thing to do yeah I watch the kids nowadays just be so disrespectful to their parents and disrespectful to each other and then they like look at me like I'm weird or something because I'm respectful like don't get me wrong if you don't pay me respect I'm not going to pay you respect no matter who you are what color you are what age you are like that's just how I was raised if you don't respect me I'm not going to respect you but if I'm talking to somebody who is older than me in my mind before they even say anything I know that as a young adult and I have someone speaking who is older than me I'm going to respect them until they show me that they don't give me that same respect you know but teenagers nowadays they just jump you know they 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 go to zero to a hundred really quick yeah. and I don't get it. I, I, yeah, it's really sad. I think for for me, I think it went wrong when when uh, I'm gonna say society because I really don't know what or maybe we'll say government or the law or whatever it is. Um, to me, when they said that you cannot discipline your child the way that we were before, like spanking uh, them. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit not just spanking them. But you, you know, you can't scream or yell at your children. You can't physically, of course, you can't hurt physically, your kids real bad. Yeah. But they, they took, they took the disciplinary action away from the parent. Right. And which I, my mom told me, you know what? She put the fear of God in me. That's what she called it, the fear of God. And you know, and they didn't have to do, really do anything per se as far as like yeah. spank or whatever it was just the notion that my parents were upset with me yeah and that i knew i had done something that i shouldn't have done now i believe that you know of course i don't want to use their disciplinary uh, ways to use really as a you know as an example because i didn't i didn't really believe in it but you know uh, the way my parents raised me and and the discipline that they used for me you can you can't do that nowadays now nowadays if you yell at your kids it's abuse um cps is being called you know and it's it's crazy to me because uh, if that's the case you should be put down under the prison because man i yell all the time i'm a yeller we were just yelling the other day <laughs> like i just yelled today and got into it with my and son. maybe that's <laughs> the thing is like because not only like when something happens in society it's not only the parents who hear about it but it's the kids and everybody else who's right. around you know if you're on the news or if you watch the news if you're on social media so not only is it that parent who's like being told you can't do this with your kid you can't do that but these kids are reading in and they're like ha ha you can't you do, can't that, do to that to me you can't do this <laughs> See, and I'm going to be that type of mama. I don't care. Yeah. You in my house, okay? I've always told my kids, I know my rights. See, I'm the mom. And that, you know, and 
I don't know why. I don't know why parents are intimidated of their children, why they won't step up. I don't know what it is. But look, I don't have any kids of my own. Alicia has a daughter. That's my that's my child. But I I will not take it. And she already knows. Like she knows the differences between her mom and me already. And I will not allow it at all whatsoever. Yeah. I'll not allow the disrespect. I won't allow the back talk. I won't not allow that the she's disrespectful. No, she's no, not. She's but not I'm no, not in any sort of way. <laughs> Let no. me clarify that. Yeah, she's not talking you. about her. Yeah, I'm not talking about <laughs> yeah. her, but I'm just saying in general, you know, and it's sad that I can sit here and I'm not even twenty one yet, but I have a child and I'm already taking steps to, you know, make sure that she doesn't act the way that the kid, these kids act now. But there is parents out here who have been t- parents as long as I'm, I've been alive. And oh, the kids course. is like running all over them. Yeah, it's because they're afraid. You know, the, don't the, be afraid. The parents are afraid. Now, I have a son who's six foot five. Okay, or six. <laughs> and six, he uses intimidation. And he is like, very much intimidating. And that's the thing is like, if Elijah were to know or see the fear in my mom, he would use it like he did against his teachers. That's why but I have to make sure. You can't let that fear <laughs> like allow him to scare me like that. Right. Like he inside you can feel that way, but you have Oops. to put your foot down. You gotta like I don't know. I'm just different because I was raised differently, but hey. I've never had a kid scare me, but uh surely CPS scares me. <laughs> I feel I'm that. Cool. <laughs> I feel that. Yes, they have I a think lot of that, power. I feel like that would scare parents more. They're afraid to get in trouble versus being afraid of your right. kid. You're more yeah, afraid right. to get in trouble. Right, right. For disim- that's, and that's, I'll be honest, that's what scares me. Yeah, I'm going to have like, to say, I'm going to have to, yeah. <laughs> let, let me, I'm not yeah, afraid yes. of my child, but I'm, I'm, sure I'm glad afraid that you of said getting that. in trouble. Well, yeah, <laughs> I do know that there are parents But that are parents need to know that they still have rights. Yeah. You know, even though CPS can be called and get involved, nine times out of ten, if you discipline your child in the right ways that you're supposed to and somebody calls CPS, they're going to look at that person like they're crazy and not yeah. you because you do as a parent you have rights to discipline your child Absolutely. no you can't beat them and you know hit them with stuff and throw brooms and shoes and stuff at them but however like yeah. you do have that right to discipline them and if anybody tries to take that away from you you need to let them know that you know your rights let me go home and put my flip flops away <laughs> <laughs> mom knock it off everybody um, I don't disregard that. See, my mom was more like psychological. She, I would get grounded to the kitchen table. Mm. Literally. <laughs> it was horrible. I always got things taken. Like I'd be grounded to my room nah. and they would no. take my radio. <laughs> she got a door taken. TV. Oh yeah, I got my door taken away. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I had to share a room with my sister. So I mean, it, I didn't really enough. have any privacy anyway, but they took everything from me. <laughs> they would take me, take my, my joy I, away. I didn't really have anything to take, but yeah, I would get grounded to the kitchen table it was horrible. I think the no worst talking, thing. No nothing. Yeah. I think the worst discipline I got was when I was with my really good friend. And we weren't home one time. And she... Okay. If y'all know me and my mom, you guys know that I'm a lot smaller than my mom and my brother. Okay? And my mom likes to do this, like, point the finger type of thing. I mean, you know, when you're like, you, I told, told you. you and you know, your and fingers going, hold, I told you not to. Yeah, you know, and you're <laughs> kind of like, they're not touching you, but they're close enough to where you feel like they're touching you, so you got to back up and you like end up on the floor. Okay, anyway, so that happened and she was like, on my head, she was just, she was just telling me everything I did wrong and I just sat there and I just cried and I cried and that was the worst. We have a caller. Joe, are you there? Yes. Oh, hello. Hey, hello How Joe. are you today? Joe, so, hi, can you hear me okay? I yes, can. we can. Okay. 
I'd like to draw a line in the sand on the spanking issue and re- reverberate what a OBGYN medical doctor told us in our EMT class 42 years ago. Okay. Okay. He says, when he got done teaching the part about emergency childbirth, he said, I don't believe in spanking a, children, a child unless they're doing something so god-awful stupid and dangerous that it's going to land them in the hospital or the morgue or somebody else close to them in mm. the hospital or the morgue. Mm-hmm. And he said, for example, he says, I told my kids, he said, they, this is many years ago on Clackamas County, 40-something years ago. But anyway, he said, uh, for example, he said, the only time I ever had to spank my kids, because you know, I told them time and time again, you can ride in the local neighborhood streets on your bicycles, do not go out onto such and such highway, whenever the highway was. Because he said big trucks go by out there, they're going by fast, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And he was coming home from work one day early, and he caught the kids out there riding, and he, he spanked their butts, and he said, this is only going to hurt you. He said, this is going to hurt about only one-tenth of the amount of pain that you're going to have if you get hit by one of those cars or trucks, provided you survive. So, mm-hmm. again, I think the state should draw a line in the sand where... Uh, if your child is doing something so dangerous that it's going to cause them to either end up in the emergency room or in the morgue, then uh, that's the only time you spank them. Mm. Yeah. So. I think that's actually really smart. Yeah, I, I get that. I we've do. had incidences where my brother has, like, lit the kitchen on fire, you know, not on purpose, yeah. but him playing with, you know, fire and stuff and something like that happening. Yeah. But how are you going to teach them not to not to do that unless you... Give our them, firm yeah, our firm with them, you know, show them. Yeah. You By know. the way, check, check with your local fire department wherever you live. Most of them have uh, programs for junior fire setters. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. They, they will uh, teach kids that you don't play with fire, you don't play with matches or lighters or anything else that makes fire um, unless you're under adult supervision and you have permission to do it and so on and so forth. But I'm not right. an expert on that. But the main thing is check with your local fire department, especially uh, probably it'd be good to do a preemptive strike, especially if you've got, uh, uh, I hate to paint a, a broad brush here, but it seems like most of the young fire starters, from what I've heard over the years, and then hopefully there's only a, a, a very small percentage of them out there, but are young boys and they're playing with matches and, and uh, so on and so forth. They have a curiosity in, in fire. And they need to uh, learn that uh, the consequences of what they think is something really relatively not a big nothing that they can end up, uh, you know, burning down their parents' home or worse, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, go check with junior fire starters and uh, with your local fire department. If your local department doesn't have, uh, have a program like that, See if they can refer to you to another local department that would have a junior fire starter program. Mm-hmm. And... Hopefully, maybe they're doing the, the fire departments are doing a a, a preemptive strike in the uh, elementary schools. Mm-hmm. You know, like in first grade. You know, saying you know because like the, I remember back in high school, they used to have officer friendly come in and talk about uh, don't be a, a jerk when you're driving and a dangerous jerk at that. You know, doing all kinds of wild, crazy things like a lot of teenage kids do in their cars. You know, burning rubbers, going too fast. You know so on and so forth. But anyway, I'll get off my soapbox and uh, 
just wanted to pass that along. I think there should be a line drawn in the sand when it comes to spanking. And again, if your child is doing something so dangerous or stupid, especially if you pre-warned them, absolutely, and that it's all boils back to uh, good parenting. And I think uh, you know, parenting is one of those things where you don't need a, a driver's. You know, you don't need a license to become a parent. And uh, I think there really should be a license. <laughs> so I think some people need one. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, anyway, well, hey, thanks again. Take well, thank, care. And yeah, thank you, thank for you calling. so much, you Joe. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Bye. And, yeah, you know, um, I personally am not against spanking. I don't believe that you need to physically discipline your child in all the time. I don't believe that. But I do believe that a good spanking every once in a while, you know, if they are doing something that is just traumatic, you know. Yeah, I think he, I think Joe had a really good point yeah, about drawing that line in the Elijah sand. Elijah has done some dangerous things over and over, and you know, you can only tell them so many times not <laughs> right, to do it without before having you to have snatch them up and be like, "What did I tell you?" You know, I mean, so I, I get that idea. Yeah. Um, I think he made a really good point. Yeah, I don't think that you should always spank your child or, or you know, physically discipline your child. But he's right. If there are times when they are doing something very dangerous, then, you know, yeah. I mean, I, okay. So, okay, well, um, I'm going to take a break here in just a couple minutes. And... Uh, We'll be back um, in just a few. Don't this CD player, I just want to inform you that when you got somebody good, you hold on to them. Walks the walls Heaven someone who understands That a fuck has feelings too Someone who loves you for sure You just remember to never let them go even when your husband lays on me She'll be by your side We're all in here singing and dancing. <laughs> and dancing and grooving. Hey. No, um, we're, we're back. We have so, a caller. Yeah. Um, Al? Al, are you there? 
Hey, how you doing? All okay, right, how, how are, are you? you? <laughs> Not too bad. Uh, yeah, I grew up in a household where spanking was a thing, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, but yeah, you had to really mess up. Yeah, right. Now, I've also seen in Latter-day, uh, I've, I've been a guest in a household where the children were had never been spanked. And the father would threaten the children, and the children would just do whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Because the threat was never carried out. Right. right. You have to spank the child at least one time to let them know that, yes, I will do this. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, if you're going to tell the child next time you do that, you spank them, you're going to get a spanking. You better follow and, through and that then, punishment. And, yeah, and then they never get spanked. Right. Then they're going to go, nah, 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 like, nah, oh, nah, I can do that again. Now the child is in control of the household. Absolutely. Yeah. And unfortunately, I see a lot of that nowadays. Um, I have seen that myself. It's really... That, it's, you know, when, when I was a child, when my father's hand went to his belt buckle. Mm-hmm. Run! Yes. It just stopped. My grandfather was a line-up person. <laughs> you hear line-up and you know you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, my grandfather spanked me once. Uh, I was on the, 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 uh, the bank of the canal. I was about five years old, and this is in Southern Idaho, uh, but there was this canal. And we were told never to go up there. I was up there. Of course. (laughs) He grabbed me by the scruff of my neck, and he swatted me on my butt about four times. But this is my grandfather who I adored. Did you ever go back there? Not without uh, a a parent or a grandparent. (laughs) (laughs) You learned your lesson then. And that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah this, this is how it is. It's just like you, if you're going to make the threat, you've got to at least once carry it out so they know. Absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, yeah. This is why you get kids in the grocery store rolling around on the floor screaming. Mm. And you know, I left you know. my son there and walked to the other aisle. <laughs> Ma! No, don't leave. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, just walk away. I did. I just walked away. I'm like, that's my child. <laughs> I appreciate you calling in. Um, All right. Hey, thanks a lot. I love your show. Uh, be good. Thank you. Thank you. you. Have a good evening. You too. All right. Yeah, see. I think everybody's, like, making a... I think everyone's making a really good, like, you know, point. Yeah. Um, On, like, discipline and things like that. And I like that they said, you know, they they got spankings if it was something really severe. Right. You know, I know people who spank their child for doing the littlest thing. Oh, my kid spit on the ground, so I spanked him. <laughs> no, honey. That's not how it works. But anyway. Okay. So I'm going to talk about something else. I was watching, you know, I like court shows and, yeah. and you know, true crime shows and things like that. Well, um, I was watching a show and uh, the guy was suing his child's mother for whatever he was suing her for. But one of the reasons why is because he said she believes in unschooling. And now if anybody anybody out there, if you don't know what unschooling is, that is when you 
allow your child to learn basically on be, their own be raised by the world right you gotcha. know um how i would have been raised it's if not a structural you don't go to a structured school a brick and mortar school yeah and you it's not like online. homeschooling either it's, it's literally learning, learning by, by the sh yeah by life and by the streets and you know some people don't agree with that and some people do me personally i that's how you learned i think right i think that school is good for some kids and it's like school others. was great for me but i love school but not good for my brother my brother now Nor he me. learns more by what my mom teaches him and what he learns on the street but me i'm both but mostly i learned everything that i know because of school because of the books yeah so you know i i'm bringing the topic up because um i believe you know i look at the the kids nowadays and how they talk to their parents and you know things that they say and how they say them and I watch what they do and how they do it and you know when you are raising a child you you do things that you want your child to do like you you know just we'll just say discipline you discipline them the way you feel is necessary and when they grow up they do those things so like you teach your kids how to cook or mm -hmm. whatever when they grow up they remember that and they cook if you teach your child violence they're going to grow up and they're going to remember that and be violent but you know not children, all the time no. though children live what or learn what they live and it's like you know education when when you get to become the age where you go to school that's to me it's supposed to be another extension of you know uh, not home but home if you know what i'm saying you know when i went to school we had home ec classes and drama classes and you know all metal and woodwork stuff. and you know automotive classes and we had all of that stuff available to us <laughs> and you know we didn't have time we didn't have these computers and these cell phones and all this we you know we had to walk to our friend's house to see if they were home those kind of things and so now that we have you know all this new technology or whatever we have this generation of kids who are disrespectful and, and don't have any sort of people skills right and then they go to school and they don't want to like learn. like elijah they don't learn anything because they feel like you know oh well this i got my phone they're on the phone all the time or whatever why and, do i have to write it can't right, i type it type right. stuff and so you know you down the line you get all these different things that are going on and you know the disrespect um it just happens to be one of them and in our education system when you, we, when i was the younger age we didn't talk to our parents like that we went to school parents or teachers no we went to school we didn't talk to our teachers like that but the teachers also and the didn't weren't as disrespectful you know as as some now i'm not saying that all teachers are disrespectful but we know what we've had to deal with with your brother. Yeah, and not even not even just Elijah, because I've had teachers yeah, within myself who have been who are disrespectful, and they do it in a whole because one of the kids might have done something to make them mad. So I don't even want to say it's like mad. a matter of disrespect; it's that they just don't care enough. Because I've had teachers literally say, "Once that bell rings, they're out of there." Why? Because they don't get paid enough. Yeah, I've literally had a teacher tell me that, and because yeah. I've I I stayed after school to try and get his help. He said that bell rang. He's no longer in. Right. He pretty and much told me that he wasn't in service. Like I couldn't. That, I couldn't. And that's not okay because you know technically when a child leaves school to go home, they're still under the school's school proper supervision, care right? Until, until they, they reach, reach that door. door. So you know, our education system, 
our teachers are, are now, not all of them, but a lot of the teachers are teaching for money and not teaching for education. Right. You know, our kids are learning greed instead of learning, you know, life skills. And I'm like, I, what, what's my thing? Greed's always going to get you in trouble. It'll always get you caught. When, you're, when you don't have education, and, you know, and, and let me just say something. Education does not have to be taught in a school. No, it doesn't. Okay. You and education an doesn't mean you have to parent. have a diploma either. That's right. And you can you can unschool your child and your child just be just as smart as the next person. Oh, yeah. So I don't want anybody out there to think that I'm, you know, uh, it has to be school or school is this and I'm blaming everything on the school or I blame it on the parents. It, it's not that. It, it takes a village to raise a child. But I do want to make sure that people do understand you don't have to go to school to get an education. You don't have to get a diploma or a degree to make, be successful in no. life. And so I get tired of hearing that every day. Every time this topic gets brought up, the first person I think of besides Steve Harvey. You is Steve Harvey. Oh Absolutely. my gosh. Every time He's this ne- topic comes up, I always think of Steve Harvey. He didn't Steve Harvey. No diplomas. He, he, he didn't doesn't have a high that. school diploma. He's never been to college, but he's an entrepreneur. He has his own TV show. He has his he own has like camp for jobs. little boys. <laughs> he, he does so much for society. And he, you know, he makes good money. He's very, very intelligent. And I just use that man as an example. Every time this topic gets brought up, because people think if you don't have an education, if you don't have that piece of paper waving in your hand, that you're nothing and you don't know anything. I finally pulled my son out of school because, you know, at 16 now, I was like, he's 16 now. And he's really smart. He just, what what is it that he's not, all he does is he goes to school, he sits there, gets on his phone. So when the teacher gets mad and was like, you know, you're going to have to put your phone away, then my son gets mad because he doesn't believe that he's learning anything at school. And he's told me that, you know, he thinks that in his mind, as he tells me, that he would rather learn from me and learn life as life happens than to go to school and learn something that happened 250 years ago. I get that. That's not going to give him any kind of education for what he needs to do in life. And there are a lot of kids who think more like that. You know, when I was in school, I loved learning what we were learning about. But at the same time, I always questioned myself, I'm going to be a senior next year. After that, I'm going to be on my own. How am I going to learn how to write a check, pay bills, change my tire if See, I get a flat I tire school, in a car. We learned all that in school. You know, so yeah. I get where he's coming from and where other kids are coming from, but at the same time, I feel like the kids who don't do well in school need to try and explain open their mind i don't want to say expand it but open their ears and their mind to what these teachers are trying to teach them because they they never know if you like elijah if he goes into school every day oh i don't care he's not going to retain any of that information and one piece of that information might be very valuable to him later on in life or he might really enjoy it no school wasn't for me yeah school's definitely not for everybody uh that my daughter has dyslexia yeah and her school has struggled tremendously trying to teach her how to read english tremendously my brother had dyslexia and it's it's you know so she hated it she hated reading she never wanted to do it and she thought she was stupid because what was the saying um if you're gonna judge everybody on their ability to climb a tree a monkey's gonna pass and a fish is gonna fail right so my daughter reads Chinese better than she can read English. Right. You know, and so the system is not built for everybody. It's built for a structured set of people. Yeah. And it's hard for the system to 
accommodate somebody who's on the outskirts. I have dyslexia too. So like high school was really hard for me. I'm not stupid. I actually have a very high IQ, but it was really hard for me because it's, they don't teach these teachers how to teach somebody like me or right. teach somebody like my daughter. Right. So right. it makes you as a kid feel like, I thought I wasn't smart. I thought I was stupid and I hated school. I used to skip, I we would me get too. in trouble. My mom was like cussing me out all the time, you know, it, you know, and it's, me too. so the system were, I graduated and I graduated early, but I had to go to a different school to do that. That was willing to work with my special education needs, right? which is what I'm having to do with my daughter. I had to pull my daughter out of her school and put her in a school that's more equipped to deal with her dyslexia because her school basically told me that they we can't help your daughter. We yeah. don't have that's anything. Literally in, what that's they literally what they told me. Yeah. And that's to me. For a school and to me, or that's backwards. System to say you know, like, yeah, that is I feel right. like the education so I can, system I should expand it. themselves. And it's even more weird to me that you know that school said that to you when there's a lot of other schools who have programs specifically for kids like Tiana, mm -hmm. you know, and special needs classes and yeah. things like that. Like it's so odd to me that certain schools just are it, like, I can't help again. your child. Yeah, they don't you want her for there. a paycheck. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's not about. It's not about. That is exactly what it was at her school. Is yeah, it's the not money. about you know making sure that the kids and they are, make a lot of money. are a lot of money growing with their mind and 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 planting those fruitful seeds in their head. You know, it's not about that. It's not yeah. about caring. School for the is child all a brain. fashion show nowadays. Yeah, that's all I got. I think all schools should have uniforms. You already know I am. But you know, and again, it, if they did, then it would be something else that they would get picked on for. But oh yeah, it's you know, always the something. the educational system nowadays is so backwards to me. It's it's very rigid, very old school, yeah. very set in their ways. So yeah. to the parents and to the kids out there parents don't think that you're doing something wrong if you believe that you're teaching your child the right thing then keep keep doing that but don't don't stop yourself from trying new things I guess mm -hmm. I should say um, and kids for those who are out there who who do respect your parents good for you I'm glad continue to do that and for those of you who are out there who don't respect your your peers and your adults please just try and be more friendly like that's what we need in life and that's what we need in society is we need more people to understand and communicate with one another so with that being said have a good evening so tell everybody goodbye and you guys have a nice month i won't be talking to you till next month and uh yeah much love and peace everybody out there love each other do something great for someone If you treat me fairly, 
The time is seven o'clock, and next is Combined Culture Radio. Stay tuned. KBU Community Radio is 50. We are celebrating our birthday with a big street fair and party on August 11th from noon to 10 p.m. here at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue in Portland, Oregon. We'll be broadcasting live bands all day and have an open house celebrating 50 years of KBU. There will be a reunion from 2 to 5 during the street party for folks looking to see KBU volunteers from other eras. So save the date. Saturday, August 11th, to celebrate the 50 years of KBU with your community radio station. KBOO Portland. 